Hey guys, welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. I am Mike. It is 7 p.m. We are on a Saturday. I've got Massey here with me. Welcome back. We are Facebook Live. We are here. We're ready. Tonight, we are going to be talking about Trump's policies, who he is. Look, I know a lot of you are Trump supporters, obviously. A lot of you are conservatives. A lot of you, hey man, Trump. What we want to do is we want to actually give you who he is in terms of policies, what he's done, his his achievements or his movements. One of the things that I noticed on his website was I noticed achievements. I didn't necessarily notice vision. Now, one of the things I want to cover is kind of flesh out some consistencies and patterns in who he is. Now, we may say some stuff tonight that you don't like. <laughs> we may say some stuff tonight that you do like. That's right. But no, what we're trying to do is we're really trying to pull apart who is he in terms of you know, going forth in the political process. We're not taking his character down tonight. We're not doing that. We're nope. not talking about nope. his character. We're, we're covering something else. But before we get started with that, do not forget to check out theselfevidenttruth.com. Yes, yes, Check yes, out yes, our yes, store, 1776truth.store. You can get a shirt like this. Yo, and we're on like every major podcast platform. Subscribe yeah. to us. Your subscriptions and viewership helps us, right? So the more we can get out on YouTube and all these other things helps us continue more. If you want to sponsor the podcast, you can do that. Please message us. And we already have some sponsors already doing yeah. that for us. Uh, and we want to grow this thing. We're actually going to be overhauling everything again, getting new cameras, all that fun stuff. It's going to be fantabulous. So uh, we really, really, really want you guys to help us. Uh, and we depend on your support. Really, we do. Uh, and we're thankful for it. But the reason that we're talking about the real Trump is because there's a lot of issues that people don't know. Now, we may not get a big viewership tonight. That is totally okay. But we're not going to hit you with a conservative point of view. We're not going to hit you with a liberal point of view. We're going to hit you with a constitutional point of view, okay? And then then you can make your own decisions. Now, we're not against President Trump, right? We've spoken about this clearly. We know yeah. what we're going to do and who we're going to vote for. We want you to make these actual decisions and say, look, Trump doesn't do everything right. But for some reason on the right, you see this a lot. Like, no matter what this dude does, it's, it's like gold. awesome. It's yeah, gold. it's just awesome. And we're going to say, no, there's a lot of things that aren't right, but there's a lot of things, there's many things that are right. Yeah. And so we want to highlight both of them and say, look, the reason why we're pointing out the error so that we can stand against and say, look, president, it's not right. It's not right what yeah. you're doing here. It's unconstitutional. We need to stand against it as a people, make sure that the Congress knows that it's their job to do it too. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to get in some news bits. One thing that I want to cover before we get into that is be sure to start checking us out on our alternate websites, Right. At some point, we're going to get knocked off of YouTube and Facebook. Yes, we are. It's just going to happen. So we are going to start really making a presence on BitChute, which that seems to be growing rapidly, and then Brighteon. Those are where you can get videos. The other thing is a Twitter alternative, Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R.com. We're on Parler. We're posting. We're putting it up there, right? You can find us on there. You got a lot of great uh, conservative voices that are on there. It's it's directed towards free speech. You know, I actually find it funny because I'll get on there and I'll post something. And in the back of my mind, usually I'm thinking, okay, what words do I have to be careful about because this will get throttled or this will get censored? On Parler, I have to check myself and say, wait a second, I don't have to do that. I can put what I need to put. They're not going to censor me on here. It's the same thing with Brighteon and BitChute. So start checking out the alternative sources. You're going to find stuff out there. Right. There's good stuff. There's bad. But so at least you're getting uncensored yep, voices. Totally. Um, so that being said, let's get into our news bits. 
our news for today. We're going to talk about <laughs> judicial nominee Come on. Amy Barrett Cohen. Uh, one of the directions which we wanted to take was, let's go ahead and throw up slide one. She's getting attacks for her faith. She's devout Catholic. She's, <laughs> she's, that Massey and I were, were watching a video of her earlier. It's kind of like, this woman's going to be tough for the Democrats. <laughs> yeah. She's adopted a couple of kids from Haiti, I believe. You know, she's a strong Catholic, pro-life, you know what I mean? Um, there are some things that are questionable constitution, but it's like, I think that's all case law type stuff, you know, yeah. that you just learn. Uh, hopefully we need to pray that if she's the one, uh, that she holds fast and true to the constitution and that she understands. But dude, when it comes to faith, you bet your bottom dollar, she's going to be attacked. You know, the uh -huh. first thing they're going to attack is this whole abortion thing. And it's funny. I was, uh, speaking to a liberal person who's an uh, old friend of mine, uh, went to high school together. She was basically saying, she said, nobody's for abortion. Are you kidding me? Whoa. I said, your whole platform's based on abortion. <laughs> Joe Biden's never said he's for abortion. Planned Parenthood endorsed him. What are you talking about? You know, and, and I'm not I'm not getting mad. What I'm saying is uh, there's a lot of things that we need to be praying for, especially for yeah. this person. Uh, the whole Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, her, all this thing. People are talking about stacking the courts. No, no, no. We want stacked courts with constitutionalists, not conservatives or liberals. Yeah. Constitutionalists so that they know what the rule of law is. Right. So we can stop infringing on states' rights. We can stop uh, these stupid mandates that states think they can do. You know what I mean? Stuff like that, where it's like they know constitutionally we can't do that as a country. No. Can't do that as a state. Yeah. And one of the reasons that she is so controversial, which you already know this, is Democrats, I kind of see it as like they're weeping and gnashing of teeth right now. Word. They they miss the boat and they realize it. So they're doing everything they can to kind of slander her. As far as trying to point out that some Haitian adoptions are shady, so therefore, hey, we better look into her adoptions right. because they're probably shady. You're going to see this like crazy with her. They figured out they can do it with Kavanaugh. They're going to attack her too. I don't think they're going to go as far as saying that she's leading gang rape groups <laughs> in college. Right, but, right. but they will say... Did you know she had a beer yeah, exactly. when she was 18? Exactly. Have you ever oh my had a beer as a Catholic? Oh, my gosh. Did you know that <laughs> she only, you know, her husband only goes into an elevator with her alone. He <gasps> won't go with any other woman. I mean, how do you get mad at that? You know I mean, <laughs> like, just crazy stuff. Like, the dude doesn't want to be alone with women. Why? Because it looks bad. He's sexist all of a sudden. It's like, no. What the heck? You how know? dare you don't have dinner with women, women because you respect your wife <laughs> how, how dare, dare you, you? <laughs> what or cohen how dare you have lots of children that you love do you know why you guys need to share this video and all of our videos because we have freaking fun in here okay <laughs> and you know what it's not making fun of them it's no. just the ideology that they have is so ridiculous how they're gonna judge this woman is completely on the liberal side yeah. nothing to do with the law nothing no, no. and so when when Kavanaugh ended up getting confirmed, Cohen was actually kind of up in in the the top three for this process. Yep. And one of the things Feinstein actually said to her was, "I can tell the dogma lives loudly within you." That sounds like a religious wow. test to me. Yep. Not supposed to happen. Now suddenly you're determining somebody's religious convictions and saying, well, that, you know, we can't have you have religious convictions. But you know, it's funny. Remember when the liberals were all about the Pope saying we shouldn't have a wall? 
They brought the Pope oh, in, yeah, and yeah. the Pope spoke, <laughs> and we quoted the Pope. But this woman who's a Catholic, who's pro-life, oh, no, not no, her. No, no, oh, no. No, no. Hold on. Oh, no. Hand, oh, no. Oh, no. Handmaid's But tale. the Pope saying we don't need a wall, all good. Do you see how the hypocrisy works? This is what happens when we just allow this stuff to happen. I was with Chris Ann Hall the other night, yeah. and we were talking about how when good men slept, the Bible says in Matthew, good men slept, evil men came in and sowed tares. We didn't know. And so all of a sudden, we're, we're stuck with these positions and mandates and all these things because we just didn't know. Yeah. Emergency orders. They were passed in the dead of night. We didn't know that. Yeah. We, and just think about this. Is this justice going to say, look, Congress doesn't have the authority to relinquish their own power to a governor? They don't. It's unconstitutional. That is unconstitutional to your state constitution. Congress does not have the authority to relinquish their power because it's detailed and outlined in that power unless they amend the constitution. Yeah. Which they didn't. They created a bill that upends the constitution. That's the problem. People say, how did it pass? Because nobody challenged it. And it's in the books. And we just say, okay, governor's got all this power. No, that's wrong. Yeah. And we need to. It's, so I'm, I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent of what we can do, right? We've got to see what the successful have done, and we have to incorporate that. And what society-wise, culture-wise, the successful have done is they have infiltrated into different sectors of the society. we got to start moving out there. We can't just hide behind our walls because they're coming into our walls now. So what we have to do is actually go out, and instead of yep. accepting that, look, case law and precedent, that's just what you have to do to be a lawyer— we got to start pushing back on that. Come on. We got to start supporting yes, a, an original intent perspective for our judges, for our lawyers, for our prosecutors, right? We've, we've got to turn our law system back to an original intent system, and we can do it. The matter is, are we actually going to stand up and start expecting people to stand to those standards, right? We have to hold them to the standards. We got to start turning around, and we can do this. That's right. Now, you want to cover more about Cohen? Or? No, I think, guys, what we really need to do, and this is, you know, comment below what you guys want to talk about with Cohen. If you guys have any questions about Cohen, I've done a little bit of homework, uh, still want to do more, but we really need to keep this woman in prayer, dude. If she, she's she's going to come under scrutiny, man, and, and, and nobody deserves that kind of crap. No. Ask her questions about the Constitution, you know, and if they don't understand the Constitution, then they shouldn't be in that position, you know, to, to ask her those things. So please keep her in prayer. Uh, as we know that that's just what's going to happen. There was, um, in slide two, if we want to go ahead and put that up, uh, it, it talks about just quickly some of the stuff she's going to put up with. The New York Times had published an article outlining worry among some of her ties to a group called People of Praise. And supposedly, it came out in the New York Times article that this was what Handmaid's Tale was was written about. Okay, A... Even the author of Handmaid's Tale said, no, 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 it wasn't about it, it, that group didn't specifically, you know, inspire this. But, hey, it's the same idea. The other part of it is you have a super progressive feminist looking at a religious group. How is she going to look at it? She's going to look at it as a generalization. She's going to draw the farthest extremes. It doesn't exactly. matter. It, this just doesn't matter. Richard Painter, a law professor at the University of Minnesota, was unnerved about Cohen, commenting on Twitter Saturday, a religious group in which members take an oath of loyalty to each other and are supervised by a male head or female handmaiden. That looks like a cult. Now she wants a seat on SCOTUS for the sole purpose of overturning Roe v. Wade. Okay, Mr. Painter, Professor Painter, <laughs> I got a question. 
Did you sign a contract to work at the University of Minnesota? That's called an oath, son. You, you okay, and you're held accountable by somebody, <laughs> which is probably the board of trustees. It probably, that doesn't mean a cult. Probably a male head. Probably a male head. <laughs> and if it's a woman head, oh my gosh. Oh no. Okay, that is stupid. Okay, <laughs> again, like, if, is is there any scandals with this? Just because the word handmade, look what they're doing. They're distracting with one word, right? Uh-huh. Again, it's like, when did you know senators take an oath? They put their hand on the Bible. They swear an oath to uphold and protect the Constitution. Is that a cult? Or is that acknowledgement that the people are not going to hold you accountable? Do you hate that, Mr. Painter? Because I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I don't know anything about this group. I'm not justifying this group. I don't know anything about people of praise. I don't care. I don't see anything that comes out that this group is bad. They just use the word handmaiden. Really, dude? Really? It's because they're traditional, right? It's purely it's because they're traditional. It's always going after the moral fabric. Yeah. Something about traditional roots or t- traditional this. I remember when Candace Cameron Bure said, I submit to my husband. She got eviscerated. You know, I submit, the Bible says submit my husband. That's what I do. And she had to go on her your social media yeah. or whatever and explain that. And defend it. Like, yeah, it's like, dude. Which they will always try to twist twist your convictions to sound extreme and radical and crazy, right? Let me let me do an experiment with you. And I'm I'm gonna sound like a progressive here to show you how easily they can do this and they'll distract you on this. They'll say you've got to defend yourself on this. Well your premise is wrong. Massey, you're a Christian, right? So you believe your God was nailed to wood, resurrected zombie man, now he lives inside you and he tells you what to do. And if you do it right, you go to heaven. That sounds pretty insane, right? Exactly. Notice how I framed it. Notice how I, I twisted it. I generalized it, right? You believe your wife should be submitted to you. You believe your children should obey you no matter what. You believe that marriage is only for a man and a woman. You hate other people. Do you realize how easy it is for them to twist it? So as a Christian, what you have to do is you have to understand that your convictions are going to look foolish to the world. It's going to look foolish, and Satan loves to attack you on that stuff because if he can sow doubt in you, he can start to needle and wedge in there. So what you have to do is you have to take your foundational beliefs and convictions and hold on to them no matter how the world turns it or perverts it. However the world tries to twist it, you have to stand firm on the convictions of knowing what is right and wrong. And I'm so thankful for uh, Miss Cohen, Mrs. Cohen, that she stands strongly on her convictions. She doesn't let them twist her or get her off. She, she stands there and she stands firm and she allows her faith to shine brightly and she doesn't care what they say about it. Right. And we've got to be praying for her to continue in that strength. Right. And there's a couple other things too. Like there's, she, she's not, I know that there's some things like she, there's some, there's some things I'm still looking into, but I'm just going to say some mm-hmm. things that I know. Um, she's very broad on the first amendment. I think she's gonna, you know, keep these, you know, basically re- if religious organizations, they call it discriminate and not hire someone based on their sexual preference or whatever. She's going to vote in the favor of sexual preference, not on the favor of religious groups and, you know, uh, state law. I don't think yeah. she's really big on states uh, being sovereign, uh, but it's just past rulings. Right. And so these problems I had with Kavanaugh, uh, you know, that that the. would help write Patriot Act, which single handedly destroyed a ton of our rights. Right. And so people were still for him and he got in. Right. And so there's a lot that uh, 
and and I don't I don't want to say I, I don't know actually Angela Anderton just said this. Uh, do you know her stance on mandatory vaccines? I'd seen a post about her being for man- mandatory vaccines, times of emergency executive orders. And you know what? That's what we're talking about. These these people only know case law. Yeah. Uh, there was another woman he was, uh, and I was talking to Chris Ann Hall about this. She said the other one would have been a better pick. She was more constitutional, wasn't about uh, forcing an executive order. She wasn't like for that. Yeah. This one kind of is, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's like, but... I don't want her just attacked for her faith. She should be attacked for her policies. I'm, not, I'm sorry, not attacked, but scrutinized for her policies. What she believes is a constitution or not, right? But just because it's her faith, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's right. So, guys, what, here's what I'm saying: Don't trust face value because someone says, "Look at her; she's the most conservative." People say she's constitutionalist. Do you really know? Have you researched? That's all I'm asking. And we're still doing our homework on her. There's not a lot on her in her history, really. Um, there's a there's a law review that I just read about her. Uh, I think it was what was it? Uh, National Law Review. Uh, you know, she's kind of she she whipples sometimes now. Yeah. But here's the other side of it, right? Are we ever going to find someone who's completely constitutional right now in these times that is up in those offices? I don't know. You know what I mean? Thomas Massey, but is he ever going to run for president? I don't know. Uh, Probably uh, not. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm I'm kind of like Lord. This is why we need to continue to educate. This is why. Oh, guys, by the way, on, is it the 29th, uh, Kristen? October 29th? I think it's 26. What are we doing? On the, we're doing the 9th? Yeah, so oh, October 29th. 29th. Yeah, we're doing a Live Liberated Live uh, 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 online conference where you guys can register. We're going to talk about, first thing we're going to talk about, can liberty truly exist in these days? Yes, it can. We're going to explain. It's a two-hour conference. If you guys want to sign up, you guys can go on to 1776truth.store. And you guys can look that up. But we're going to be talking about these things like how does the law apply to today? This is just before the election. So you guys don't forget liberty. After that, we're going to do another conference. And we're just going to keep doing these uh, so we can kind of reach as many people as we can. Right. The next one's going to be how do we apply um, our liberties and freedoms after a presidency, especially Mm -hmm. whoever gets elected, if it's Biden or Trump or whoever. Right. We need to learn how to do this and stand up. This is our time now. This is our opportunity. Right. So. Again, do your homework, do your research, uh, and we're still going to continue to do it. I'll continue to cover it. You'll continue to cover it as we get more information. And the big part of this was covering, look, this is where she's going to get attacked. And and in the coming weeks, I'm sure we'll cover more of, like, who she is as a justice. But just cut through the fog, right? Go for the research. Go for the policy. Now (laughs) – That being said, before we get into it, don't forget, guys, check out our merchandise, check out our memberships, right? The Torchbearer Society, this is how we fund ourselves. This is how we do what we do. This is how we improve and we move and we get the message spread out. So be sure to check that out on our website. Be sure to check out the conference, right? This is something where you are going to learn a lot. I guarantee it. Share the video too. I guarantee it. Don't forget to share the video. Don't forget to let us know where you're from. I've seen Texas. I've seen Virginia. I know, dude. I've seen Massachusetts. Pretty awesome, I've seen dude. We're Ohio. Getting, we're getting people from Woo! everywhere right now. Yeah. This is awesome. If you are we're from, growing. If you are from Indonesia or Spain, be sure to let us know. Yep. Anyways, okay. You guys ready to get into Trump? Are we ready? Yeah. Let's do this. Okay. So we covered Harris and her policies, mostly because. If Biden won, Harris would end up being president at some point. And we cover Biden. <laughs> Guys, listen. He's 77, <laughs> about to be 78, I think, pretty soon. Dude, he, he, he's, uh, dude. bro. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyways, because <laughs> I could go on a rabbit trail on that, but I'm not going to. Now it's time we're going to cover Trump. 
So we can't do an exhaustive list, right? We, we can't cover everything, but what we're going to do is make an attempt to cover things that he's done and kind of flesh out and find some patterns. Most of what you guys hear about him is political divisive fluff. We're not perfect. Um, oftentimes when someone says that's unconstitutional or that's not, it's more tribal war than it is really preservation of the constitution. So just be aware of that. If you hear progressives say that's unconstitutional, a lot of times it's because they just don't like what he's doing or they don't like what the Republicans are doing. Notice people are actually coming out and saying it's unconstitutional and it's never been done to nominate and confirm a Supreme court justice in an election year. Wrong completely wrong i know for a fact it's been at least 14 times that it's happened in election year i believe the total is 19 yeah don't fall for that crap don't it's all emotional uh manipulation it's crap and and they'll do it with trump so it's it's tribal warfare the other point before we get into this we are not talking about his character no no we're not getting into his morals no, we're not getting into the fact that he's not a pastor. That's not what we elected because <laughs> he ain't, right? We're not getting into the fact that he he's had a past, a checkered past. Listen, guys, I get really tired of people bringing that up. Yeah. Because, like, if a guy can't be redeemed from his past, nobody can. Nobody. That's crap. Okay? If he's moved on, and I've heard him make a profession of faith before, okay, we need to, you know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not justifying his character. I'm not. Yeah. But quit bringing up his past, okay? Dude messed up. He was rich. What I mean, he was in the world. What did you think was going to happen, right? So let's move on. Sorry. Yeah. Let's continue. No, no, no. You're good. Because it, it's important to not forget that. It's the current actions and the current fruit yeah, that dude. you care about. You do. Um, okay. We're going to hit regulations first. Because yep. when he came in, he said, for every one regulation that's signed in, we've got to remove two. And He's held to that, but there's an asterisk on this. So on his website, it says he's rolled back more than 860 regulations. Um, He had promised this. They say they've actually rolled back 22 for every one enacted. Now, here's the asterisk on that. These are actually low-cost regulations. A lot of them were symbolic. Uh, High-cost regulations were actually enacted. So when you look up the money of it, Um, The CEI reports there are additional less well-known warning signs of regulatory initiatives that have emerged or heightened during the Trump tenure. Notice that word heightened, such as the president's approval of a permanent reauthorization of land and water conservation fund is boasting of the largest public lands package in a decade. Right. So what we're getting into is his own regulatory impulses have become the most pertinent concern particularly where he exhibits substantial agreement with regulatory advocates on issues such as antitrust policy. Notice notice how he's gotten his finger into business. He's telling TikTok, you can't be owned by China. You have to sell. You have to find a buyer, right? Now, that gets into a whole foreign thing, but he's come out against AT&T. He's right. come out against Verizon. Right, right, he's right. come out against Facebook. He tends to want to insert himself into business. And regulate that. Yeah, which is really scary because if you think about it, that's not his job. That's not his preference. That's not what he's supposed to do. Is TikTok dangerous? Yes, I completely believe it. I completely agree. And I know some of you would say, well, then why doesn't he just let him do it, right? Because he's the... No, how about we just get off of it? Teach our kids to get off this stuff. Now, here's what we'll say about the regulations. I know small businesses that have benefited from those regulations. He's cut taxes. Praise God. Yeah, you know, absolutely. There's a lot of things that he's done well. 
What we're saying is, and please don't look at this as a Republican or a Democrat. Look at this as the constitutionalist, okay? That if there's something wrong, this is what we need to point out and say, look, we love you, President Trump. We're for you. The problem is there's a lot of things still wrong. You're not a king, sir, and, we, and you shouldn't be. I'm not saying he's intentionally acting that way. What he's doing is what other presidents have done. So I'm covering all the bases before we start. Please listen. This has nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. This has everything to do with the Constitution and what his role and authority is. Congress holds the authority to make law, not him. Okay, that's it. And so what we want to do with President Trump is if he is constitutional, which I believe he's been doing a lot of cool things, right? Hold him more to it so that the yeah. next guy that gets in after him, once he gets elected again, because he probably he will, he will. The next person that gets in says, you know what? I got to follow that, too, because the Constitution means more than my name, my executive orders. Does this make sense? So we're not attacking him. We're just showing you what's constitutional, what's not. Yeah. And and he's talked about the Constitution, but one of the things that we really want to encourage him to do is more so focus on, okay, what's constitutional, what's not. Because the beauty is if he follows the Constitution and he tries to get the government back towards a constitutional government— He's going to achieve a lot of what he wants to do. He's going to roll back a lot of regulations. He's going to get rid of a lot of, Dude, of he's agencies smart. that need to get rid of. Dude, you know? the less regulations, the more revenue. He's smart. Yeah. That's what you do when you're a businessman. You make sense of things. Why are we hampering business? Get them in here so we can get some revenue rolling. Yeah. He's smart. Yeah, That's what you should do. And that's constitutional. And one of the things that I want to point out um, that he's done that I really like is he ended the practice of DOJ settlements going to community groups. Come on, somebody. So oftentimes, and this was especially in Obama's administration. Come on. The, so you Stuff had the banks. Stuff they won't say. You Stuff had, they won't yeah, say. Yeah, they won't talk about this. But you had the banks who ended up having to pay fines and settlements for what happened during the crash in 2008. Yes. Guess where all that money went? That money went to favored community organizations and favored nonprofit groups. Wow. The money didn't go back to the people who got screwed over by the banks. The money, where it went, was where Obama and his administration decided it should go. Isn't that amazing? Now, do you think that money went to Patriot Group, Constitutionalists <laughs> USA? Nope. Do you think it went to... Quite the opposite. Oh, Quite the opposite. You remember the <laughs> FBI or the IRS coming against conservative groups and wouldn't give them? Yeah, oh, come on. Yeah, you know. Do you remember that? We we definitely have to check out those groups with stuff like Patriot in the name. Yes. Or don't tread on me. Yeah, or... yeah. Anything with like conservative, constitutionalist leanings, they must be evil. Under un, anyway. unreal. Go ahead. Let's continue. Trump. Trump got rid of this. Amen. Awesome. I am so thankful you did this because there is a perverse incentive for the money that the DOG settles with to go to, I want to go you and you and you and you and you. That's not a settlement. That's a payoff. That's right. Okay. So we covered that. So, so again, through regulation, yes, there are some that are being repealed, but still these heavier ones are being imposed. Yes. So be careful because that's where you got to start saying, okay, president, uh, Trump, let's not we, follow the law, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let businesses breathe. Let let them do what they do. Again, all this is for is education. So we know what to tell our senators and representatives to not vote for it. You know what I mean? And spending had, this is one thing I want to tell you just to kind of show you it's more nuanced than just, hey, 22 for everyone. Overall regulation spending has pretty much remained flat over the past four years. It didn't get less. So he may have rolled back, what, 860 regulations, but it pretty much remained flat. 
Now, the total number of regulations, this has climbed by almost 10,000 since the end of Obama's term. Yeah. How does that work out, right? And this is from the CEI. They're a free market think tank, okay? They want, they're devoted to reducing government intrusion. So be careful about this whole talk, right? Because I, I think what happens with Trump is he, he's an opportunist. He sees a place and he goes, I'm going to go for this direction because I think this is what I want to do. As opposed to, okay, what is my vision and my conviction on this? That's different from what's an opportunity situation. We're going to move on to abortion. So something really good he did was rescinded the Mexico City policy, which we talked about in the Biden episode. This is using American dollars to give foreign aid to programs which include abortion services. And it was kind of like this wink, wink, nudge, nudge for abortion services type program. On top of this, President Trump defunded a U.N. agency that backed and colluded with China's forced abortion and sterilization program. He saw the UN that was backing this program in China and said, no, 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 I'm not funding that. We're done. So you have to say, okay, the guy has made moves in the realm of abortion. 100%. That was on January 23rd. On February 22nd, he rescinded Obama's, um, uh, the whole, in conjunction with the Department of Education and stuff like that, he rescinded uh, Obama's guidance that required public schools to allow transgender students to use bathrooms. So in other words, he's saying, no, that's not that's not even within mm -hmm. your purview. You can't do that uh, for discriminatory. If here's another one. Um, May 4th, President Trump signed an executive order promoting free speech and religious liberty. Now, that's already in the First Amendment. I think he just made the First Amendment make sense. So his yep. job is to enforce the law. So that's right. That's what he's supposed to do. Right. So basically on college campuses, it was <clears throat> we were being held back and didn't have a voice. And he was like, nah. No, no, homie. <laughs> We're going to uphold the law and people have a right to speak and religious freedom. Yeah. Um, and so but, you know, with that, I think there came some some really weird things like, was it just for Christians? Was it for Muslims? Was it you know what I mean? So but the point was he was standing because he saw Christians are being persecuted. His job is to uphold the law. That is what his executive job is to do. So that was uh, good. You know, go ahead. And he that's something that we really give him credit to is he has seen these different Seriously, areas dude. and he has really gone after it. And we're thankful for that because he, in terms of the education area, he has Betsy DeVos who I know progressives hate her. Why? Because conservatives love what she's trying to do. Right. And, and we'll get into that in education, but he tends to go about a lot of conservative policies in terms of trying to open things up and protect areas that need to be protected. Um, they published guidance which promises to enforce the Obamacare requirement that taxpayer dollars should not support abortion coverage in exchange plans, right? So there was something that was added and modified and said, you can't support abortion coverage in exchange plans. And Trump promised guidance on that, right? So... The other part of it, though, is, look, get it done. Finish it. And one of the things that I've harped on and I will continue to harp on is for two years, you guys had the House and the Senate and the presidency. I completely agree. And you could not do anything on it. No, this get is, it done. And this is the other thing. We can't put this all on Trump either. No. Because, dude, he's, again, the executive. The ones who make laws are the Congress. So, again, that's why we're not bashing this dude, because, dude, he can't do everything. And you know what? When he's elected, you got to put real conservatives in that place to say, you know what? We're going to get this stuff done. Those of us who understand rights and, 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 and uh, um, 
laws that were given to us by our creator. That's what we're saying here is like, there's a lot to, 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 to discuss. I mean, I'm going through all of these different things here, you know, all the stuff that he's done. There's a couple of websites that have done so many cool uh, things about what he's uh, instituted. Uh, he, he got rid of the HHS contraceptive mandate and, you know, in 2018, yep. um, you know, there's a bunch of this stuff. Basically, um, if transgenders come in and they want gender reassignment, they have gender dysphoria. He said, no, we can't do that because you're, you're messing up your system. I mean, he went through this whole, there's a ton of stuff that he's done that again, I'm for, I'm completely for it. Uh, I'm just going to keep going. September 24th in 2019, I believe it was. President Trump discussed the need to protect religious freedom during his UN, uh, Gen uh, General Assembly speech. He discussed China and Iran, two major violators of religious freedom. I mean, he's going after these countries. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's... Gosh, you can't deny that this dude's crushing it in some of this stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? He's Actually, a lot of it. For it. And, and we'll get into the religious stuff a little bit more later. Um, but pay attention to what he's doing in action, not just what he says, but what he's doing in action. Yep. And there have been great things that he has done in action. Um, let's go to immigration. So when he first entered office, everybody knows this. He said, I'm going to build a wall. Mexico is going to pay for it. Now, Mexico didn't end up paying for it unless you try to somehow because of NAFTA, you know, he you, just you, said the way he's going to make Mexico pay for it is have them pay tariffs when they come in. Yeah. Which the illegals won't do that. You know, no. And no, it's, I'm not going to apologize for calling them illegals. That's what they are, okay? So, and he's he's been pretty strong on illegal immigration. So, truth, he's the Department of Homeland Security took action action to wind down uh, DACA programs, right? Following the assessment of the Department of Justice that DACA leaks lacks legal authorization. I know all the Obama fans went crazy about this when he wound down DACA. And I want to give him credit that he stood on that. He didn't back down. He didn't. He said, no, 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 we're winding this stuff down. I don't care what you said. So it gave Congress the opportunity to consider appropriate legislative solutions, right? He rescinded the, the deferred action for parents of Americans program, right? What is and, that? DAPA? So, oh, man, let me find a definition of it because that's going to work. Yeah, I mean, than... I think, too, he's really stood for parental rights. I mean, you really see where he stood up a lot for parental rights, which is important uh, as well. You know, there's there's gosh, I mean, we can go down the line. There's a ton of things. But again, it's 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 two sided. Right. There's there's this thing that uh, the president always somehow thinks he can do anything he wants. It's just happened that way. Executive orders rock, baby. If Congress won't do it, I'm going to sign it into law. You know. So, again, do your research. And and DAPA. So I wanted to make sure that I, I define this correctly. Right. right. right? Um, it was a policy that granted deferred action status to illegal immigrants who have lived in the U.S. since 2010, and they have children who are American citizens. So basically, a grandfather act. One of the problems with that is there is a I, an idea of. Um, tourist citizenship and this was actually happen with happening with russians as well is people would come to america to have their child so that their child would have an american citizenship well what this program would have done was well your child has citizenship you've been here since 2010 you can stay you're not illegal you still broke the law right and that's something that I know is not popular, but conservatives have to stand on is if you break the law, you've broken the law. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but as soon as you cross the border, you see how deep that was you, as soon as you cross the border, 
you have broken the law if you have not crossed it properly. 100%. Dude. So how can you respect the rest of our laws or our system or our beliefs if you've decided, well, I'm going to break the first law possible in order to get there because I love the land so much? Let me break the law to obey it. Yeah. Just think with us for a minute on that. Have to break it to obey it. That does not make any stinking sense. So, no, again, he's held firm on, on this whole uh, immigration stuff. Uh, is building a wall. His thing was he was going to create tariffs at the at the border wall. So he's going to basically Mexico will end up paying for it in his own words by tariffs and, and, yep. and imports from Mexico and stuff like that. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens through that. So let's go to healthcare. Um, first, Ooh, this is tricky. At first, he had adopted the position of the Republican Party. They wanted to repeal and replace Obamacare. Okay, they were looking to reduce regulations on insurance companies. Provide more freedom in choosing healthcare, lower insurance premiums, in general, limit the government's role in healthcare. He got rid of the individual mandate and ended subsidies and cut payments to insurance companies. And he also gave states permission to place work requirements for Medicaid. He had promised to lower drug prices and included requiring drug makers to list their drugs' prices. Now, Massey, you had actually just brought up something yeah. right before okay. that makes this a little bit shady it's on the tricky. whole It's thing. tricky. It's tricky because I remember when every conservative pundit, every one of them, for a long time, when he was running in 2016, they basically said, look, don't repeal and replace. Just repeal it, right? Let insurance companies or let, let healthcare companies, let, let them do what they're doing. Don't, don't get involved in this. And so he's like, I'm going to repeal and replace, repeal and replace. Remember, that was a huge thing. Uh, so basically, uh, it was yesterday, I believe, uh, he's promising his own health care plan. And he basically is rebranding Obamacare, not repealing it. He's basically putting a new tag on it. Still does, uh, you know, the whole pre-existing condition thing. Uh, actually, it doesn't really help middle-class America that much uh, from the reading that I've done. Uh, you know, the American, the Affordable Care Act, uh, Trump's 2020 signature health care speech uh Instead, expressed a willingness to keep the law largely in place. Unable to repeal the law, Trump appeared openly to simply rebranding it. So in other words, we're still going with this plan that was passed illegally through the courts. You hear me? He's saying he, can't, he couldn't repeal it, but it was passed illegally through the courts as a tax. You see what I mean? They changed the word. The Supreme Court, I don't know if you guys remember this, the Supreme Court changed the wording themselves in order to make it constitutional. They said, well, it can't be a fine, but it's really a tax. Right. So here's also what he said. Obamacare is no longer Obamacare as we worked on it and managed it very well. What we now have is a much better plan. It's no longer Obamacare because we got rid of the worst part, the individual mandate. But you're still do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're still in the yeah, middle of an, so, so uh, medical exactly. Care. You're still and, and you know who knows what kind of effect this is going to have, uh, you know, going forward. Right? We're still spending a ton of cash on this stuff. Right? So again, did he do it? No, uh, and it's not a tax. That's right. That's it's not a tax. It, you know, it, again, be careful what you're hearing. Okay. Now, yeah. <laughs> I don't know a politician alive that doesn't do this. Right? Again. We didn't get a constitutionalist. I, I'm, I'm with you, okay? We're down here. My mind is always like where the Constitution is, but we're not there as a nation right now, so I'm coming down here now, okay? I'm coming to the to the level that we're at because I really do want to see this thing change. Be careful of the promises, man, because they're not yeah. all able to be fulfilled. They're just not, especially when you have a divided Congress. When you have a divided House and you have a divided uh, uh, 
Senate. Senate, yes. We have a divided House and Senate. It's not going to be easy for you to say, hey, we got to do this. We got we to we plan and a vision, right? So no. Trump socialized health care. It's exactly right, RJ. <laughs> it's exactly right. It is socialized. No matter how you do this, slice it, dice it, boil it, fruit, you know, fry it, cook it, stew it, it is the same thing. It is government subsidizing health care. That is not in their purview. That is not constitutional. And let me put it this way. Government is still involved and connected and controlling 20% of our economy. There you go. One-fifth of our economy, government completely has its hands in. We've got to be careful of this. And we've got to hold our congressional people to the fire about all of this. This is where the rubber meets the road. And us being able to tell them, look... You need to get rid of this. You need to step out of this. You need to pull back the regulations and, and the ability, the, the special lobbying that gives everybody perverse incentives to make money and profit yet not compete. Exactly. That's part of the problem is government getting alongside business. Right. Okay. I mean, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. Go for but it. But people complain about capitalism. The problem is this isn't even capitalism. You look at the insurance companies. What's going on is lobbyists and special interest groups are writing law and having the insurance companies sit in and help them write the law. That's not governing. That's the, the home team sitting with the ref before the game, paying him off, saying, okay, so you're going to enforce this rule, but don't enforce that one. And don't forget to do this, will yeah. you? And then going out and playing the game and going, we won fair and square. That is legit having bank robbers help the mayor write law against criminality. Seriously. Yeah. It, it really is, if you think about it. Now, people are like, oh my gosh, you're calling insurance companies bank robbers? No. I'm saying you're literally having... In this specific case, you're having criminals trying to help our mayor and, and, and the judges and all these other courts write law to reduce criminal charges. <laughs> you're doing the same thing here. And again, who are we really working for? This has nothing to do with capitalism because government's now involved. That is called socialism. Mm -hmm. Now they're taking over the industry. You just said it. They're getting in business now. And they always have been, but it's getting worse. And you know what happens? They declare these emergency things, and then people get like, that's when the government says, well, because we declared an emergency, we got to do something about it. Now it's in our hands. Says the flip who, right? Why did you declare an emergency on the border? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? Was it really, why aren't we talking about it anymore? Yeah. Have we really stopped deportation? To go with that note, um, in 2017, uh, <laughs> Trump gave a, more autonomy to the Pentagon to conduct overseas missions and operations. It, it, that's military, whatever. But in 2017, Trump also continued 22 national emergencies with respect to foreign countries. That's right. We talked about this several months ago. I'm sorry, but a national uh, uh, foreign country, national emergency. Isn't it funny how a national emergency suddenly becomes so convenient to do what you want to do, Dude. but the Constitution didn't give you authority to do it That's in exactly the first place? Right. Don't you see what's going on? And again, you have to watch this from the top. This is what has been happening for years. Listen, the mask mandates locally was not anything new. They've been doing crap like this for a long time. We just didn't see it, right? The people literally sat back and said, we'll take it. The more taxes they impose, the more regulations they impose on you and your properties. We were just like, fine, do whatever. Then all of a sudden it affected you directly. That's when people woke up, mm -hmm. right? This is what's happening literally with the federal government. They just keep growing in a lot of instances. They have to start reducing more and more. Now, everybody says this. But do you think they can do it overnight? No, but it sure is crazy. When the Democrats get in there, they get whatever they want. Ever they want, dude. Whatever they want, they get it done. 
and they don't stop either, man. No. They're crazy. No. They're crazy, dude. And they'll continue to move that needle forward. You think? Do you think Biden's going to be a, a middle, middle, middle of the road type of candidate? Look who he has as a vice. She ain't no middle of the road, dude. These people hate America. I don't care what you think of that. They hate America. This has been the policy for so long that we're just neglecting little things. Well, I know that's not constitutional, but it's President Trump. No, it's America, not President Trump. This is about America, our country, and our kids. This is about our businesses and our churches. This is about you and I having the freedom of speech because God gave it to me, not because the government lets me speak. Do you understand? We don't care about people and parties and personalities. Has nothing to do with that. If we did, we wouldn't be talking about this. We'd be kissing Trump's butt right now, but we're not. Do you know why? Because truth matters and people need the truth. And no, we're not people that are going to sit here and bash him. We're not. But what we're saying is it's on you people. It's on you now to do something about it. Not the president. The president has no more authority. Who holds the authority according to the Declaration of Independence? The people. The power is vested in the people of the United States. That is in the preamble of the Constitution. And until you realize that, nothing's going to change. We're going to depend on one man to do something about it. That is not how this country works. When we leave off that God can do it instead of a man, oh boy, this country will change. And we'll start getting back to a constitutional republic. And we'll start repealing things that we don't, need to be, we don't need to be involved in. And then people will want to be like America again. That's what makes America great, is holding to its laws originally. To, and, and no, not discrimination laws, okay? That's stupid. When I'm talking about the liberty of people under God, okay? So this isn't about personalities or what people are. This has nothing to do with that. I don't care if this is unpopular. I don't care if you turn this off. It's truth. And until we start preaching truth, nothing will change because we're not going to go out there and kiss the Republicans' butts because we want to see people get on this podcast. That's not what this is about. You, see, you hear what I'm saying? Sorry, rant over. No, no, Hold on. I got one thing to do to that. Thank you. This is exactly right. One of the things that— So ridiculous, dude. One of the things— get tired of it. Yeah. And 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 it it starts back from a social and a cultural thing, right? And I'm, I'm a little bit of a, a tangent here. What we've done is we've been comfortable. We've sat back and we've watched this thing happen, and we've well, they're only taking a little bit. They're only taking a little bit. They're only taking a little bit. We are really kind of on this precipice of if we don't do something now, it's going to go over the cliff. And I think everybody feels it that if if Trump doesn't win, 100% game is over. Bro, right? why is it that the, the Democrats of the 60s are more conservative than our conservatives today? Why? Kennedy would be a Republican today. Seriously. <laughs> a supercharged Republican right now. His brother would totally be a conservative oh, right yeah. now. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. This is, we're not even in the, listen, let's go with another one, dude. The, 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 the National deficit was under $20 trillion. Can we, can we please? Under $20 trillion in 2017 when he took office. It's over $26 trillion right now. Do you understand that? That's insanity. He's outspent Obama on his first term by triple almost. Yeah. And before you say, well, coronavirus, because I know a lot of you will. You, well, coronavirus. A, why did we allow a $6 trillion spending bill because of coronavirus? $6 Trillion. Do you understand? Now they're arguing about trillions. 
They're not arguing about billions. They ain't even in the millions no, no more. No, they're they're going, well, we want five trillion. Well, we only want one point five trillion. We were mad, so mad at Obama for two trillion. Seriously, dude. So mad at him. What did he end up with? Nine hundred and eighty billion or something. And we were still so mad at him. Guess what? Annual federal spending grew by nine hundred and forty billion before coronavirus. The Obama administration was spending about $3.85 trillion. Trump administration, before coronavirus, was spending $4.79 trillion. Do not tell me that he is this super limited, super deficit hawk conservative. He's not. What did he say? What, what did he say about... Oh, let me, let me find it. Here it is. This is what he said. When So this latest spending bill stimulus coronavirus package, right? The Republicans and Pelosi basically are going back and forth. Pelosi says, I want 3.5 and the Republicans, I want 1.5 trillion. Trump says, I like the larger amount at a press conference at the White House. Some of the Republicans disagree, but I think I can convince them to go along with that. That doesn't sound like fiscally conservative. Fiscally conservative. Now, we're not going to be the, like the liberals and blame Trump for the coronavirus and all this other crap. That's not what we're doing, okay? Well, here's what we are saying. Don't you think that something else should have been done except pass a $3 trillion stimulus? Was it $6 trillion? Six. So, $6 trillion total st stimulus package where they did line their pockets. They all got they oh. voted themselves a raise yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. right? Nothing to do with corona while people stayed at home, right? This is what I'm trying to say. It's like this, is go this goes beyond Republican-Democrat right now, right? Has he done amazing things? Yes. Has he done some really crazy things? Yes. Right. And all we're doing is informing you. Do you know why? Because you're an American. You're not a Republican. You're an American. That's what you are. You're a citizen of these United States who you fall under the Constitution with, who you should hold your representatives accountable to, including your president. Right. That's it. That's it. That's that. That's the only thing we have here. That's that's the only thing we got on it. We're and understand like the passion on this whole thing is not saying he's horrible yeah, get him dude, out no. that's and not you know what, what we're saying will, right? no 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 people will take whatever they take yeah that's not what we've been saying and it's not what we're saying but what we are sorry for the snap what we are saying is if we're going to say we want to hold you to being fiscally responsible right he came in saying i want to shrink government i want to shrink the deficit i want to balance the budget I'm with Who you. Who doesn't want that? I'm with you. The problem is you didn't do that. You did the opposite. You you boosted the deficit to 23 trillion before coronavirus. Now it's to 27 trillion after coronavirus. I understand the whole coronavirus thing. I don't like what happened with that. I can understand, hey, we have to do something. I get it. I, I give a little more grace and mercy on that whole thing. However, before that... We had all of the tools, especially the first two years, to start really sure nailing this stuff did, down, dude. but we didn't. We did not. We ended up growing the deficit every year. That's a problem because what that says is we want to throw more money into certain government programs. We want to throw money here. We want to throw money there. No, I want government to shrink. I want all of it to shrink. <laughs> I want to look at that number and say that number's getting smaller, not that number's getting larger. Because guess what? It lays on my children. It lays on my grandchildren. They're the ones who have to pay for it. I'm the one who has to pay for it. Every time people talk to okay. me about retirement, you know what I say? I say, I know I'm not going to get Social Security. I'm not going to have it. 
We've got, what, $151 trillion in unfunded liabilities? We can't do this, guys. No, no. Let's let's let, let's let's talk about the identity politics. We only got about eight minutes left. Yeah, let's do that. Let's let's do it because here's switching what gears. Switching gears because like okay, so we did the bad, bad Trump, good Trump, bad Trump, <laughs> bad Trump. There, okay. We did a lot of good Trump. Here's some more good Trump. Okay. Yep. I have not yet reviewed the 1776 commission stuff. I have not I yet gone yet. through it. I don't no. know what what it's been saying, but you know what I love? Now the liberals are attacking it. I'm for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if, because if if they're attacking it. You know it's going to be something good. And if they're mad that we're getting rid of the 1619 project and they're mad that we're putting in the 1776 project, already I'm going, I'm probably more for it than against it. (laughs) This is where the ding comes in. Okay? The fact that he's going to put in a commission to talk about the miracle of America is very important. Now, people were talking about brown shirts. We're going to indoctrinate our kids in schools. Listen, liberals, you've been doing that for freaking years. What are you talking about? Pay, me paying for it. You've been indoctrinating our universities for years with revisionist history. Indoctrinating our kids in public schools, high schools. Listen, our TV sets are now indoctrinating kids, right? These channels. So we want to put actual history back in our school, and you're saying indoctrination? Isn't it funny that it's only indoctrination when you don't agree exactly. with it? Exactly. Don't you see? Like, And this is what's cool. I love the fact that he called uh, teaching about systemic racism a form of child abuse. I love that. I Which do. it is. It is. Because you're still pinning a division. People say that he's inciting division. That's inciting division. And if you want to argue with that, let me, let me kind of put this argument to rest. Okay. Systemic racism. How is that possibly child abuse? If you saw a parent raising their child every day saying, you are evil, you're awful, you're wicked. You're inherently wrong. Every day you saw this parent say this to this child. Would you consider that emotional abuse? Yeah. So why is it okay for us to decide that the education program is going to indoctrinate our kids saying, you, no matter what, are inherently racist. You are evil. You are wicked. You have an unpardonable sin that you cannot cleanse. You can grovel, you can pray to our communist leaders, you can try to change the system and pay reparations and all this, but you will never, never, never be forgiven because you are inherently racist. That is abuse. What do you think these kids grow up with? Do they grow up with confidence and assurance and independence? Do they grow up with an accurate view of reality? No, they grow up thinking they're an evil, awful human being purely for the color of their skin. That's exactly it. There's no, there's no more talk about being American anymore or constitutionalist. Now we're saying, you know what? America's all about division. America's all about racism. It was formed on racism. That's what we're doing. This is where it goes south for me that yeah. I don't understand. So here's, here's a couple other things. There's this article that was done on the, what's it called? The Guardian, which we know is liberal, right? Trump is setting up the commission which teaches students of the, of the miracle of American history, which sounds like a core part of the fascist process of taking power. Which, so I was, I was thinking about this earlier today. Notice the word fascist suddenly started showing up just a couple of years ago. Word. Why is that? And I'm going to sound like a broken record, but yes, you do are. you understand who the main enemy of Marxists and communists are? No. Fascists. Really? Even though they're both pretty much the same side of the coin, it's just who's in power. 
notice how wide and expansive that word is. And at some point, I, I really want to do a really in-depth education on who Marx is and how actually satanic this guy was. It wasn't just some of the ideas are satanic. It was the guy is actually satanic. But if you look at the divisions that are driven, it's class, it's struggle, it's haves and have-nots. It's this division that is created. And when we look at this, every time anybody espouses a conservative view, they're considered fascist. Right, right. And it's, again, it's it's weird to say that it's fascist to talk about American ideal and exceptionalism. How right? horrible. But <laughs> the problem is we're not really exceptional if we're turning into socialism. No. We're becoming like every other nation. This is the whole thing we're talking about today. It doesn't matter. You know, we have a great nation that was established on... God-given liberties and principles, rights from our creator, all these things. John Locke talked about Montesquieu. I mean, I, I just love old philosophers. You know, when I yeah. talk about, you know, uh, people from the past and, 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 you know, all the 700 years of study of, of the, the laws till now, you know, Magna Carta, all these things. Like, we have an exceptional nation. The problem is we've turned it socialist, and we can't get away from that fact. It's straight-up socialist right now. We can say we're turning conservative, but in a lot of ways, we're still not. We're still no. acting out these socialist policies. That's what we're saying in this whole thing. Do we think President Trump will win? Yes, right? And we're not, we're not bashing him, and that's one thing I hope you guys don't take from this. We're not bashing the dude. But the problem is we're not holding him accountable to his crap yeah. either. You know what I mean? That there is some real legit stuff that is happening right now that should not be happening. That's what we're doing it. Yeah. Um, so to kind of round this out— one of the things that we want you to take away from this is you really need to look at what he's done and what he's planning to do. The hard part is you can't really find much on what I was, he's planning go with that. to do. Go with that, yeah. And when I was looking through his website, I was kind of thrown off because I couldn't find vision forward. All I could find was achievement. Now, that's that's good of showing your achievements. Some might say, well, he's just getting reelected, so he's just going to further the achievements that he's made. but. I need a, a person who has a vision forward. Why? Because I'm seeing visions forward from Biden and Harris. You want to know what I want as a vision forward is the idea of shrinking government, protecting liberty, getting back to constitutional roots, and hey, this is how we're going to do it. Um, with, with that, I want you to really look at his policies. Do your own research. Do your own research into what he's done. Try to find patterns because if you don't do that and you just say, well, I'm going to support him no matter what, you end up not being able to actually hold him to the standards that, that you need to that, hold him to. That is exactly what we've been trying to say or I've been trying to say this whole time. If you don't do your own homework, what are you going to hold his feet to the fire to? He's not perfect. You all know that. We all say that. So let's hold him accountable. Let's hold these guys accountable, all of them. They're not perfect. They're not God. Neither am I, right? But you know, it's not hard to read a piece of paper and follow it. You just follow what it says. And the bottom line is there's a lot of power being given and authority being given that doesn't belong. Listen, your states, I'll even go back to this right now, to the right back to the beginning. Your states don't have the authority for Congress, the state Congress, to give the governor blanket power. It's just unconstitutional. There's nowhere that it was written in any, read any bit of your state constitution has no authority to do that, but they did it. So we got to start calling the stuff out. I don't care if it's DeSantis. I don't care if it's the governor from South Dakota. I don't care if it's President Trump. Bottom line is we need to get back to conservative values. This has nothing mm -hmm. to do with Republicans and Democrats. It's everything to do with what's being right and constitutional. That's all we are. That's all we're stating. Yeah. 
So that being said, guys, we're going to round it out for tonight. If you have any questions, you have comments, be sure to share those on the Facebook Please page. Do. Let us know what you're thinking. What topics do you guys Send want? Send messages. Yeah, let us know what topics you want. Um, and be sure to highlight those topics to us because we want to cover them. We really, if you've got something you want us to cover, man, we're honored to do it. So be sure to share. Be sure, again, to check out our alternate websites like Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R.com. Right, that's the the free speech version of Twitter. Uh, check out Bitshoot, check out Brighteon, as well as subscribe to YouTube. Hey, we might as well take it. Be sure to share on Facebook. Check out our store, seventeen seventy six truth.store. Pick up some merchandise. Get please. yourself a shirt. Support us. Or a hat. If you guys want to support our, our ministry here to keep this podcast going, please do. We really need your help. We got a lot going on that's uh we want to go back into schools doing what we do, and here we are. We're yeah. going to do this again. Once this whole thing opens up, we're going to go back out there and do what we do because that's what we're called to do. Yeah. That's what we're called to do as a ministry. Again, it's about truth, guys. This isn't about parties. It's about truth. So let's stay to that. And we'll keep teaching you every week with the stuff we learn and yeah. where, we're, where we see things. Yeah. So that being said, I am Mike. This is Massey. Love you. Love you guys. Have a great night.